0: You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to
1: use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: Hi, this is Lady C.
0: And this is JT. And welcome to another episode of The Critical Thought. Our guest today is Paul. He also has his own channel called Ex-Jehovah's Witness from Louisiana. We've been trying to get together actually since 2018, and we finally was able to catch up with him and get our schedules together. And we'd like to welcome Paul to our program as he will share with us what it was like growing up and being involved with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Good morning, JT and Lady C. Thank you for having me today.
2: You but, are so welcome.
0: Yeah, glad to have you here, man. Today's been good. Been
2: good. Absolutely. So, Paul, you want to uh, give our listening audience uh, a little bit of information, history about your growing up as a Jehovah's Witness. What was life like for you?
1: My dad. Was the first in my family to become one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, like I say roughly when I was three, four years old. Um, before then, I had ex- experienced all of the the regular trappings of the world, as they say. I was doing, you know, regular stuff—Christmas, birthdays, and stuff. But when my dad got introduced to it through one of his coworkers at work, that's when everything started to change for me. So, literally within a year, he was baptized, and everything that I knew as normal went away. As a small child. So, and my mom followed him shortly after that.
2: I was just getting ready to ask you about your mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom right. followed
1: him into it shortly after that. She she did it for different reasons. Um, because of my dad's personality, I guess you could say. He was into a lot of things. He was running the streets. He was chasing a lot of women. Um, being abusive to her. And she followed him into it under the belief that this would make him change. This would make him be somebody else besides who he was. But it didn't. All it did is like pour gas on the fire. That's all.
0: Let me ask you, because it's very, well, it's not odd, but it's very unusual many times because we know how the organization works for a man many times to get involved in religion. We, we know women, they, they, they're in the church. Do you you mentioned that you I think you mentioned our conversation once before that your dad came out of Vietnam. Yes. yes. And we know that people who came out of Vietnam, they, they, they came back to America that, that didn't want them. They rejected them. Um, do you think that the message of Jehovah's Witnesses re- at least resonated to him that made him at least even have an interest? You think that may have impacted him as well?
1: Definitely. It, it played a big part in it because just things I can remember him saying as a child growing up. It's like, um, my dad would require me to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to women, but to men, I couldn't say yeah and nah, but I was only, I, I only had to say yes and no because he said the yes, sir, and no, sir, and the following of orders reminded him of being in the military and he didn't volunteer. He was drafted. So um, it, it, it definitely played a part in how he viewed the world coming back out of vietnam and the way he was treated
0: yeah that is so true that is one of the things that as witnesses we were taught we're looking for certain people and that's people who have had issues challenges right. upset with you know life in, in, in general that stuff really appeals to them so paul what about uh siblings do you have any older brothers or sisters or were any born after you were born that became part of the you know your dad they grew up in this witness family as well
1: yeah i have two younger brothers they're quite a bit younger than me um one is almost nine years younger than me and the next one is almost 12 years younger than me so they were actually born into it so they don't know anything about you know any celebrations or anything like that outside of the witnesses but they were just like me even though i was substantially older than them they saw the things going on around them and they knew it wasn't right
2: you know. how strict were your parents when you were growing up in the religion?
1: Everything that I did was basically, my dad looked at it like whether or not I was gonna be an embarrassment to him as far as the other friends and stuff. He would use the, the, the witness terms with it or whatever, but basically it was whether or not I was gonna cause him to be an embarrassment to them. So yeah, he was very strict. And it wasn't that, I'm not gonna say he didn't believe the teachings, he did but it wasn't the fact that I was going against Jehovah. It was the fact that I was going to make him look bad to the other friends.
0: Oh, so yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was real big. I, I remember because everybody's positions and their status. Right, right. Uh, I mean, when I was coming on, the big thing was a man being head of his house. He was, yes. He has his yes. family in order. And, and, and when they use that phrase, he has his family in order. Yes. That's an interesting connotation in terms of what they would do to, to to whip everybody in shape. So with your with your father, was he trying to reach out for positions? Oh yeah,
1: definitely. He uh I don't know that he ever put it in his goal to be
2: uh
1: an elder, but he made ministerial servant I think twice <laughs> before they demoted him or whatever you call it and uh got this fellowship for the things he was doing. And when he came back he made his, made uh ministerial servant again and they took it away from him again so yeah and it was he wanted me to be that person too you know and I never was able to really talk to my dad because of his expectations and you know I knew I knew the driving force behind his thought process so I, I couldn't be honest with him and tell him that that wasn't what I wanted so yeah I pretended when when he would mention about being a minister or sir I'm like yeah you know knowing I had no intentions of doing that you know whenever he would mention about going to Bethel I'd be like yes no, and I'm not going. You know, so uh, it 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 basically was for appearances with my dad.
0: Yeah. So what did he do? What did he do as y'all guys was growing up as kids um, to make everybody fall in line, or to, or to at least give the appearance of falling in line? You did what he said, or you got
1: beat. Wow. Bottom line. Was,
2: was that a constant thing that you know? Yeah. Did you did you feel like every day you were like walking on eggshells?
1: Definitely, I, I I hid who I was the entire time. Yeah, there's certain things you couldn't say, certain things you couldn't do. There was no expressing yourself. There was no asking why. There was no. There was no explanations or nothing. You just did what you were told,
2: Amazing. or you suffered the
1: consequences for it. Huh?
2: What about your brothers? Did your other two brothers get baptized?
1: No, they didn't because they saw what I was going through, so they didn't. So they played it out as long as they could. My, my brother underneath me, the second one, my dad put him out at 15 also because he refused to go to the Kingdom Hall. He, he, he didn't want to play the game anymore, so he just flat out refused to go. And my dad put him out that night with the clothes on his back.
2: How old was he? 15. Ooh, where did he go?
1: Yeah. I went and picked him up. He called me, and I picked him up, and he came and stayed with me for a little while. And then he stayed with my grandmother until he finished high school, and he was out on his own. And my yeah. dad ne- never offered to let him come back, never offered to help him, anything. He put him out.
2: Yeah. wow that's gonna be the, really tough yeah. so, no. now, now, now how did things work out with you when you when, how old were you when you left home
1: mm-hmm. yeah i had i had just turned 19. i was a little different than my brother as i explained in my video i pretty much i pretended fake because i knew i had nowhere else to go so when he would threaten to put me out i would pretend to fall in line and just bide my time when i was when i was roughly 14 15 i had made up my mind that i i, I want to know parts of the jehovah's witnesses i was just waiting until i got old enough to walk away from it so i basically came up with that with that philosophy i just kept my head down pretended did the talks pretended to knock on the doors and field service whatever i needed to do to make my dad and the other people in the congregation leave me alone and i wanted, once i finished high school i got me a full-time job and saved money and when I got ready to pull the, pull the trigger and move, I got me an apartment and everything. And I didn't tell any, anyone. I got all my stuff together and I moved out of my parents' house. And I never went back to the kingdom again after, after then. But it wasn't like a normal relationship with parents to where I could go to my parents and tell them, hey, I'm thinking about moving out on my own and they would help me or whatever. No, I had to really basically sneak
0: out in the middle of the night. Do you think that there's a lot of kids in congregations all around the world who are literally fake it as they say fake it till you make it they're they're basically just bidding their time definitely definitely
1: there was a man it's been quite some time ago but there was a young man came to my door out in field service with his his uh i guess that was his father but uh of course i I didn't know him but uh his dad was standing behind him and i could tell that he was being coerced to do this i could just look in the young man's face and i could see myself you know and uh, his dad was standing back behind him with this approving look you know while, while the kid did his present presentation. And I wasn't rude to him or anything. I just basically told him that I wasn't interested in hearing it, but I could see that this kid was being forced to to do this. You know, because his dad was standing back like crit- critiquing him, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that that's, that's a problem throughout the organization because the vast majority of the, the teenagers that were in it when I was going, the vast majority of them don't go anymore. The only ones that still go is the ones whose families is deep into it and they know that they'll lose everything. Yeah. So they still go. You
0: know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that was really that was real nice of you that you didn't uh, tear into it. Un- unfortunately, sometimes former Jehovah's Witnesses, um, they take their frustration and their anger. Um, they take it out on the wrong people. Right. Right. You know, these are just, these are just cogs on a wheel. And so right, that's right. really good, man, that you didn't do that because I've, I've talked to people and they said, well, afterwards, gosh, that that young kid, he, he was just like, that's right. He was just like you, man. Just like. you, Right. You exactly. Done.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Okay. Knowing what you know now about the Jehovah's Witnesses or just the way people do things in life, how if, if you could go back and live your life over again what are some of the things that you think you could have done differently
1: um as far as while i was in the organization or when, when you were
2: died? growing up with your father oh. is that a hard question
1: yeah because i don't see anything have, that i could have. yeah I, there, there's nothing that i could you have, have no, done. You, you, know, have was, no you have no control you no control right right i mean no i was control. a kid but, i was i was just trying to i was just trying to live a normal yeah. life ah, as
2: a, yeah you know sometimes you you wouldn't because if you would have went to adult protective service i mean Child Protective oh, no. Services. No, this you is ended up this
0: is not then, not then. This ain't the day. Is, this is the seventies and the eighties we're talking yeah, about. If not I'd call a
1: Child of Protective Services, they would have told my dad to. Have they sure <laughs> 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 Right.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, yes, it was pretty bad. Yes, yeah,
0: today, today then. kids, today oh kids. Tell you hit me, I'm going to call him. Hit me, I'm to call him. Oh, yeah. You know, but, but back in the day, man, they could knock you out and you. Oh,
2: exactly. the, you know yeah. what? Really, you were really in a bad situation. Yeah, was a bad situation yeah. Yeah, there was, there was. Back no no in the one day, call man, call.
0: there was no child. There was no child protective services.
2: Oh no my blood. god!
0: No, nah. the there's really the nothing
2: one. you. There's nothing you could. So it sounds to me like your dad needed to get some kind of help.
0: Uh,
1: no, because everybody he surrounded himself with thought that that was the proper way to do things, you know? I mean, yeah. and, and I related this story in my video. The The one time I did try to reach out for help, he was an elder, him and my dad were friends, you know? And I had gotten to know him from working in his business over the over the summer, he hired me there for a summer job two, two years in a row. And I decided one day to confide in him and tell him, you know, the things that were going on because I wasn't aware that he understood the way my dad was behaving when no one was looking, you know? So I came in his office of his business, and I sat down and I talked to him, and I basically broke it all down to him and told him what we weren't doing, and what we were going through, and he assured me that he was going to talk to my dad. Well, he talked to him, but he just simply just told him everything that I said, and he ended it by what JT said earlier, told my dad that he didn't have control of his house, and my dad came home, and that was one of the worst beatings that I got because i put his business out in the street i told things that went on in our household you know so at that point i never uttered another word suffering silence there was there was there was literally no one for me to go to
0: yes that that is very important that's a very important point and that's what makes this organization so dangerous because the outlets that people think that they have they are not really outlets and right, um, right. much has not really changed today i mean um if someone went to the elders, the elders would feel, and, 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 that's, and that's the culture. Remember we was talking about the culture before we got right. started? Right, right. If, if someone comes, if a child comes to me as an elder and tells me that brother so-and-so is not doing, then as an elder, I'm going to feel my obligation. I got to go tell him. And then, of course, the problem is the way most elders would do it is like you said, the brother, you need to get your, you need to get your house in order, man. You need check your wife mm-hmm. and check your kids. And, of course, what does that mean, checking? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> in the world of Jehovah's Witnesses, it could actually mean some type of physical uh, yes. Yes. confrontation that you're going to have with your wife. I know brothers, I've heard over the years, man, the, the, their wives go to the elders, my, my, my husband, he, and man, they get home, but they get a beat down.
1: Yes, yes, um, yes. And,
0: and, but you, and, know, and,
2: what that me? you yeah. know what that reminds me? Yeah, that reminds me of it. It reminds me of when a Jehovah's Witness has an issue with one of the elders. <laughs> And they send a letter to the Watchtower Society. Yes, <laughs> and they send the the letter back with another letter to the elders on how to take care of, of that person. And that's probably how they're doing everything too. The elders, with the sisters, the elders' wives, or the kids, you know, because it's all yeah. about it's all about perception. Yes, and
0: yes, yeah, yeah. Everything is about the brand, the image. How does it make you look? How and and that becomes the paramount thing. Paramount thing. In this organization, in families, how do we look to the friends? You know, right, how do we look to right. the brothers? And so, in order to get everybody in line, like you said, it often does result in very, very harsh treatment of families. This, this loving, kind conversation, man, that stuff don't happen for the most part. It, it just <laughs> right. no. Yeah, so if you take a look at this watchtower, that's on the screen. This is a watchtower that was a study article. And here, the Watchtower Society takes that scripture about not sparing the rod, but beat the child. Not only were they teaching this to Jehovah's Witnesses, but they was providing, as you can see for yourself, an illustration of what needs to be done. And what makes this so ironic is there was recently a governing body that was sitting on a hearing. It's called the Royal, the Royal Commission in Australia. And he was asked point blank, do y'all teach and believe in corporal punishment? And he said no. And it's very unfortunate that that because people don't know the background of Jehovah's Witnesses, this is what formed the basis for so many young Jehovah's Witnesses growing up to be taken to the back second and third school and beaten right at the Kingdom Hall. I remember Bible studies, um, a Bible study who bring their children to the Kingdom Hall. One of the things that the Witnesses would teach a Bible study, you need to take him in the back and, and let him know he can't be playing. And so you would actually see people who were merely Bible studies, taking their child to the back, because child don't want to sit in a little two-hour meeting, somebody give them a sad talk, and they would take him in the back, and you would hear them discipline the child, and they would come back, little child be sniffling and stuff. Um, and I remember I remember you hearing these experiences, and we would laugh. Uh, you would hear the circle of would say things like, you know, one little brother, when his mom was ready to take him in the back, he says, oh, no, mama, I'll sit here. You know, and so we, 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 we accepted those things. And this is what led to a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses literally being abused by their parents because the parents, this is what they were being taught. Well, this
2: one sister in our congregation, when I used to live in Michigan, and we talked about this after um, we had left the organization because she left as well. And she said she remembered this little kid that was getting ready to be thrown, uh, uh, taken back to the back room to get to get spanked. She said he would holler, save me, Jehovah. Save me, Jehovah. (laughs) I
1: was
2: like, oh, my God. Well, do you think, um, Paul, do you think that your father really believed Watchtower teachings, though?
1: Oh, yeah. I I think he believes them. I I think he was like a lot of people. He was trying to have his cake and eat it, too. He believed the, the teachings, but he still wanted to do what he wanted to do and he felt like he could do it. he like, to this day he still feels like he can do what he wants to do as long as the witness people don't know what he's doing you know and a lot of them are doing are living the exact same way to this day my dad is 73 yeah he still still has that double standard you know, the way of living so recently yeah, my, uh, my oldest niece this was last year she graduated from high school and my youngest brother, and my dad, still still communicate, you know, they, uh, because my brother's not baptized and my dad realized he screwed up, I guess, with me and my second brother. So he tried to salvage a basic relationship with, with my youngest brother, but it's, it's very dysfunctional. But uh, anyway, my brother was trying to have a graduation party for his daughter when she was getting out of high school. And my dad has a, a, a lot of room where he lives. So he went and asked my dad about having the party there. And it was during COVID, so he was you know, telling my dad, you know, it's not gonna be a lot of people, just immediate family, you know. And he went to naming the people that he was going to invite. And when he got to my name, he said, My dad looked at him and said, No, he's he he's not welcome here. Yeah. And it's simply because I've told him that I don't want to have anything to do with Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. So it is he he has chosen to not socialize with his oldest son because of what a religion told him to do.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's very powerful um one of the things that you mentioned about your dad i remember um you had mentioned this in the conversation um about the double life yes, um, yes this is this is something that's very fascinating about jehovah's witnesses uh you you get different jehovah when you get those who are like ricky righteous then you get yes, those who yes. just then you get those who are just stone whirly but then you yes. get that other group man these are guys who they're, they're living double lives
1: yes 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 and, and, and i did too I mean, I, yeah. I did it because I was, I was forced to, I knew I was, I say this all the time. The thing that I learned from being a Jehovah's Witness as a kid was how to be an actor. I need an Academy Award for the performances that I put on.
0: Yeah. No,
1: I mean, I had to, I wasn't given a choice. I learned to be real, real good at it. People, yeah. people would look at me and they would say, oh no, Paul wouldn't do that when yeah Paul did it you know so yeah because yeah. I had to hide from him I had to hide from him
0: you know yeah we, we we have to we we have to do a lot of fakery we come to the yes and and and, and that's one of the and, and me and lazy was talking that's one of the things that we all did as 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 Jehovah's with that brother gave a fine talk today man he put everybody to sleep um, <laughs> right and so and so, <laughs> right. and, and so we, right. we just always fake stuff um right. As you look back to the type of direction that the organization has given, especially when it comes to the child rearing, uh, how they discipline kids. uh, Do you think that as Jehovah's Witnesses discipline kids in this with this corporal punishment many times, do you think that they literally believe this is what God wants them to do?
1: I believe they've been brainwashed to believe it. Yeah. I believe that the things that they've been told and, the scriptures that have been used to reinforce those beliefs. Yeah, I do believe they believe it. Yeah, you know? I, um, I say, I, I, I know that my parents believe it. My mom oh, yeah. still socializes with me and okay. my mom. I know that my mom loves me. She does, but I, I do believe that my mom is handicapped. My mom, she depends on me to take care of her basically. And, uh, but I do believe that if she wasn't handicapped, that if she had the means to be able to do and provide for herself, that if they told her not to have anything to do with me, she she would listen to them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That that's that's yeah. that's, that's 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 a very common thing we see. I mean, uh, it's and it's very ironic that parents have to come back and rely on their kids yes. that they kick to the to the curve, but they're oftentimes yes. forced to. And it's a good thing on your part as well, because for some witnesses who've left, uh, it's very difficult for them to come back and help out. Because of the way their parents treat. And 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 it varies from everybody, everybody's circumstances different so I don't dog anybody. Cause I, I wasn't there when you was going through right. it. So but there are individuals like yourself who they we talked to someone who, you know, it's a gay couple. Right. Um right. and the parents, you know, just, just hated them, wouldn't talk to them. And then when they got sick, nobody came home was gonna help out. And they had to move in with their child and, and their partner. And they take good care of them. They make sure they got everything they need. And so it's you know, it's, it's just an ironic thing. Um,
1: my, my mother's going through that right now my mom had three sisters she was the oldest and when they joined the witnesses back in the 70s and 80s they were instructed that the witnesses are going to be your family now you know you basically disavow your fleshly family and my mom followed that and she she didn't disavow them but she stopped social on a regular basis and you know she started spending her time more with the sisters and the brothers and stuff well fast forward 40 years now know my mom's not in the best of health and the witnesses that she thought were going to be there for they're not you know she she told me she told me one elder told and my mom was deeply hurt by this but it wasn't enough to make her stop going but she said the the brother looked at her an elder and told her where's your family they're supposed to do that for you
0: amen and
1: and i'm like but they told you 40 years ago that you didn't need your family and now my my aunts and I'm not saying that they're right, but I understand they're they're penalizing her for turning her back on them 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. They won't do anything for her now, you know. Yeah. So oh, your mom she doesn't understand. Yeah, doesn't. She, she oh, yeah, oh, she doesn't really? understand why they won't do it. Yeah, but Got you know,
0: it's it, it's that it's that warp value that the watchtower yes. gives us. I mean, think about this. They teach you have very little to nothing to do with your family who are not interested in the truth, and yes. then at 20, 30, 40 years later, go to them and get all of this. Actually, yes. survival help that you need, yes. and yes. then, like you said, the witness because they've been so conditioned and so brainwashed, they're saying, "Why would you help me?" Well, right? Exactly. Yeah. You... Now that's the exactly. first. Exactly. Now,
2: let me say no. this, Paul. That's the first because you know, in all the time that we've been doing our activism and stuff, I have never heard of a, a Jehovah's Witness family members not wanting to help them after they left that's amazing no
1: no 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 it's not it's not the jehovah's witness my 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 aunts are not jehovah's witnesses
2: that's what i'm saying okay i'm sorry i i never heard them say that a jehovah that the the non-jehovah's witness family wouldn't help them
1: yeah my my, my mom is still a witness my mom is still a witness
2: yeah i've never um heard of a non-jehovah's witness not helping the jehovah's witness after they woke up and said hey look i need your help that that's that's the first time. For yeah, me. that's unusual
0: because yeah. most, most I mean, in our case, our family were like we feel sorry for y'all, and so they, they, they- realized how crazy we were. <laughs>
2: they can look understand.
0: at it a
1: little differently because yeah. I, I i've actually talked to my aunts to find out why they feel the way they wow. feel you know? and uh, that's what they said it was like mm-hmm. you know your mom was an adult she chose to stay there with your dad and then do that and, and do that abuse and do that and we tried to talk to her we tried to get her out and she she would listen to us you know? yeah. so she she made a choice to stay that's that's yeah. basically the way that they, they feel so yeah and, now, and he- now now 40 years later and you know she's reaping this my dad walked off and left her and went and married another woman that's three four years older than me you know, my mom is struggling now, so they figure figuring the old saying, You reap what you sow. Yeah, that's, that's the way they look at it now. You know? exactly. oh, wait a minute,
2: wait, 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 and, hold and... a second, hold one, sec- wait, wait, hold a second. <laughs> Your father and mother are no longer together. No, my after dad, all this uh, stuff,
1: no, my dad left my mom, and uh, that's a whole nother backstory. But um, the house was the house that they were living in was getting ready to get foreclosed on, and my dad just basically left her there and moved in with the new woman that. He was that he eventually married and they turned the power off and everything. And after three, four days, my mom in there without the power off. That's when she called me to come get her. So that was 17 years ago. That's he basically crazy. just abandoned her. Yeah, he basically well, just abandoned her for one for the for the new woman. And, she, and the new woman is not a witness, you know. She's heavily into the Baptist church, but
2: <laughs> that is insane. You know <laughs> yep. why I'm saying so? It's because you said that during COVID, your father said that you couldn't come to his house. Yes. because you're not a Jehovah's witness and here yes. he done took up with somebody that yeah. ain't even yeah. a witness.
1: Yeah, he's 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 hypocritical. <laughs>
2: he's oh, your father got some I've, serious
1: problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I I've always wanted a relationship with my father, but it just never happened, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so and it's like now we are and it's ironic because people tell me that I look like a spitting image of my dad. No, oh. but we we don't have any it, it he's my father. That that's it. We don't have any. Yeah anything that connects us. You know, so,
2: This religion really wreaks havoc on families. Yeah. And, you know, um, just having this conversation with you right now, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. You don't understand it. It makes no sense. And obviously there was something that happened to your father when he was in the military <laughs> that really gave him the stronghold towards this religion, making him think that this is the way to go. Because, you know, and even with your mother, like, if you want to, like, go back through the years with, with your mother, your aunts, and they were talking about, oh, we talked to your mother and said you need to get out of that bad relationship. Can you imagine what your life would have been like if your mother would have listened to her yes. sisters? Yes,
1: yes. I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. I, I try not to sit and dwell on it on a, on a daily basis. But as I mentioned mm-hmm. in my video, I do feel robbed. You know, I I do feel like a lot of things were stolen from me because of this. Because of my family's involvement in it.
0: Just something as simple as having good family relationships. Right. 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 Right.
2: You know, it's almost like, you know, um, back in the day, we always talk about how um, when people got therapy or, and of course in the African-American community, you know, going to a psychologist just, it's not something that they did, but it it seems (laughs) like if your father could have gotten that help, then maybe he could have gotten, you know, past all the issues that he was putting on his family.
1: Yeah, with with, with all of the the things that my mom has had to endure, you know, a lifetime of infidelity and beatings and stuff like that from my dad. And but she, my mom is in even, even to this day. She's seventy two years old, and she's in dire need of mental help, mental yeah. health help. And right. she refuses to go because she said the brothers told her she just needs to pray more. That's right. Gotta
0: get out and feel serious more. That's young. what they teach. Yeah, that's what they but teach.
2: But I, I just find it um so interesting because like when like even with the Critical Thinkers channel, uh, one of the things that we try to encourage people to do, you know, do the critical thinking. And in my own personal life, I like to reflect on things that happen to me. And yeah. it's like sometimes if you can help people to reflect, maybe she doesn't want to look at it because she realizes that she made mistakes. Yeah. And some people can't come to to terms with realizing that they made those mistakes. So, um maybe one day she will, you know, listen to you and what you're saying, but she definitely needs to talk to somebody.
1: Yeah, she 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 right. won't do it. I've I've tried I've tried to encourage her, yeah. you, you know,
0: she she won't do it. So, Yeah. It, it's, it, it's 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 a, it's a double whammy. Uh like Lady C mentioned, you have the African American culture which doesn't really gravitate toward professional help many times. Right. And then you add, that's why I tell you, you know, you know if, if the black don't get you, the Jehovah's Witness will. You know, I always tell people all the time. Um, so you have a double whammy. You, you're part of a religion that does not encourage that. Historically, it's always go out and field service, read more magazines, come to more meetings, and you'll be okay. That's always yes. been the solution to every Jehovah's Witness problem. Yes. And it doesn't work. That's true.
2: Paul, do you think that if your father would not have been one of Jehovah's Witnesses, your life would have been a little simpler easier
1: i would like to think that that would be the case but i mean who who knows you know um i think just by nature the jehovah's witness stuff played into my dad's character into his personality because he's a very controlling person just by nature you know he, he feels like i i have literally seen my dad get rid of friends because they disagreed with him Because if he says, my my dad's type of person where if he tells you the sky is green and you look at the sky and you say, no, it's blue. And he's going to tell you again, no, it's green. And when you tell him, I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm seeing blue. He's going to stop talking to you because you're disagreeing with what he says.
2: Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's the type of person he is. And and so then, yeah, mm -hmm, what what I was going to say is um, I got this book called Psychopath Free. I'll probably edit this out of here. (laughs) But um, when you get certain personality types,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's nothing you can do to reason with right, those individuals. Right,
1: right, right.
2: So when you, when you were coming up with your father, the question that I asked before, do you think it would have been better? I, you know, I, I feel like now, like stepping back and looking into what you just got through saying, it seems like he would have been the same person. But yeah. as JT always used to say that people have bad families and then when you throw jehovah's witnesses into the mix it just explodes yeah
1: yeah my daddy my my father used the teachings as a a jehovah's witnesses to validate the way he behaved you know he would he would always say that you know he's the head of the household and he makes the decisions and that that kind of stuff and you know he would always as he was doing wrong he would quote scriptures and throw it in there at you so that's why i never really Somebody quoting scriptures and quoting the Bible to me, it means nothing to me now because my dad did it so much and I would watch him do the opposite of what he just quoted. You know? So, yeah. That's
0: really rough. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that, that. that I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, probably one of the most powerful teachings uh, for Jehovah's Witnesses is head of house.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Because uh, the last thing you need to do is get a He-Man, a He-Man, yeah, yes, and then you yes. tell him God says it's okay. Oh, my goodness. Right. I feel so, and, the, the women and children will suffer. Uh, and, uh, it's just yeah. the opposite of me. Me and my wife have been together 30 years now, but
1: I, I'm, I'm just the opposite of my dad because of that. Most of the yeah. time, my wife gets mad at me because I'm like, just do whatever you're gonna do, just leave me alone. I'm not trying to control what you do, just yeah, whatever. It is well, is yeah, but you
2: ahead. know what? I, I was gonna ask you about that, Paul. I was gonna, that was my next question, was gonna be, what, how did that uh, affect your relationships after you left home? But as you're saying, you've been married for 30 years, yeah, but um. So yeah, um, what what I see you do here is you went from 100 to zero, I, right?
1: I, I intentionally tried to do the opposite of what my right. dad did with me. Also, household oh, yeah. I grew up in. I, 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 I'm not going to say that I never physically disciplined my kids. I did, but it was extremely rare because I felt like I could talk to them and explain to them why the things that they're doing is not the right course of action, you know? So and and it worked most of the time. Only when they were being little bad ass boys, <laughs> so basically <laughs> they were just they was just gonna ignore me. Then I'd have to, you know. And and it it wasn't. It was just you know pluck upside the head or something like that, just to get their attention, you know. But my dad, yeah. it wasn't like
0: that. My dad was, you got hit with whatever was was at hand. You know, yeah. So I, mean, I think that was normal.
2: No. That was normal. I mean, literally I
0: mean, literally for some parents, when they when they say a beating, they literally meant a beating. I and mean, my yes. parents, they, yes. you know, they, they would tap our little legs whatever, but they never they never beat us. I mean, I, I had kids I went to school with and they would come to school with whips son. like
2: good. Yeah, that
0: was that, that yeah. was abuse.
2: But you say you have um a wife and kids, mm-hmm. and I know that you walked away from the Jehovah's Witnesses. How did the relationship um did your did your children get to have a relationship with their grandparents?
1: Um uh, no, not not really because um because of the relationship with my father and there were certain things that I wouldn't let him do with my kids, you know. I, I I would not allow them to take them to the kingdom hall. You know what I'm saying? I would not allow him to push that yeah, I would not allow them to smart. push the, the my mom and and this this might sound a little harsh but my mom gave my son uh one of the my book of bible, bible stories gave it to mm-hmm. my youngest son once mm-hmm. i threw it in the trash <laughs> so, no I didn't, I didn't want my kids being exposed to that stuff you know yeah
2: that so. was smart because i just <laughs> talked, we just had a conversation with some um people the other day mm-hmm. and they talked about that my book of bible stories and how yes. it was a scary place to be so yeah. that was yeah. very uh smart on your part to get rid of that book <laughs>
1: Every, everything that I was denied, I encouraged my kids to participate in because I did not want them to be in this world and be handicapped because they don't know how to function in the world. Yeah. When I left home at 19 years old, I struggled with general knowledge of how things in the world work. You know, I, I, as I said, in my, in my video that I made, just something as simple as a checking account, my, my parents didn't talk to me about stuff. You know, I I learned from watching other other people or seeing other things or whatever. But, you know, I knew that a checking account, you put your money in there, you write checks or whatever. But I didn't understand the consequences for. And this is the this is the absolute truth. I did not understand the consequences for what happens when you don't have money in the bank. (laughs) So don't go well. (laughs) But I started writing checks and they were still taking them. I was like, oh, okay. I'll just
0: pay them later when I get the money. I'll pay them later. Yeah. I'll, I'll put <laughs> the money in. It'll not be good. It'll be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> no, yeah. but just it's just something as simple as that. I I I made sure that my kids were not, you know, uh gullible like that to where they didn't understand the world around them. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And to yes, this for day, me. at 72 years old, my mom, my mom cannot function in the world. I have to do everything for her because she she truly does not understand how, how things work. Yeah. she's been sheltered in that bubble for so long you know?
0: yeah
2: oh, and that's, that's, and, that's what, and the
0: organization does keep its people in a bubble and like I said when, when you yes. combine that with maybe your family didn't do finances with them being a jehovah's right. being, it, it just right. it just adds it's a, just another layer on it right um now at this, at this point uh have you ever talked to your wife and your son oh. about your Jehovah's witness experience?
1: I haven't he- i haven't hidden anything from them i've told them the the entire thing and my wife has been around me for a long time so she's seen my dad in action you know so okay. she's seen my, my parents how they act you know uh, to to explain some of my shortcomings i guess some of the some of the reasons why i have some of my quirks or why i may not be fully adjusted all the way i had to tell them this is yeah these these are the things that have affected me so you know this is my this might be i'm i'm, I'm not a psychologist but it may have affected me in certain kind of ways to you know you wonder, well, why does why does Paul act like that? Well, this is why he acts like that.
0: Yeah, and uh, we yeah. we encourage people, man. If, if you if you are married to a person who is not one of Jehovah's and not familiar with it, tell them because yeah, this helps them to understand a lot of things that 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 we have. We still have hangups with. We still struggling right. with. Um, right, and,
1: and I, I've I've struggled over the years or whatever, and you know, I've I've told my wife that because i had to pretend because people expected certain things from me or whatever for a long time i still pretended even when i was away from there when i was around certain people you know i, I felt like i had to put on this this act because they're they going to judge me and yeah it, it really it really took me a while to get out of that that, that frame of mind that these people are watching me and they're going to judge me and they're going to go back and tell and that kind of stuff
0: you know so wow yeah it is i can it's see amazing. that yeah. I, I can yeah. i can really yeah. see that
2: happening because yeah. Yeah. um yeah. When Trust. we first left Watchtower, that—that's how I was. I—I I yeah, didn't yeah. feel comfortable around people. I wasn't <laughs> pretending, but I right. will tell you that um, I got to the point where I wasn't going to tell everybody that I was an ex-witness. Every right, time I walked right, into right. To a room, right. I didn't feel like I had to announce myself being an ex-witness.
1: Oh yeah, well, I mean, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Back, back when I was being forced to go, I didn't. I didn't admit to it. Uh, as I said in my video when I made it all no, tell right? nobody. I ain't tell nobody. 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 Ain't tell nobody Claire. nobody the guys in the neighborhood knew because they would see
0: me, they see how it feels, yeah.
1: Otherwise, people outside, around, no, I didn't admit yeah. that to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame <laughs> there me.
0: There was a, yeah. How were how you impact in terms of um school, athletics, and, and, and college opportunities because of, of the religion?
1: I was, uh, I'm 6'5. Well, 6'4". Now I'm old. I've shrunk a little bit. 6'4". But... <laughs> um, <laughs> platform,
0: platform shoes to get you back up there.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I was extremely good at basketball. The the witnesses used to get together and play on the weekends, sometime, whatever. But, you know, I played throughout the city in my, you know, against guys that were playing high school ball and college ball and the, the two universities that are in my city. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really not tooting my own horn or anything like that, but I was extremely good. It just came naturally to me. You know, I didn't, I didn't have to struggle at it. And the coach of my high school used to try to pressure me to, to play. And this is, again, I, I relate the story in my video. He, uh, he would try to pressure me to play and I was not being honest with him. I would just tell him, "Not nah, coach, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. When in reality, I knew my dad wouldn't let me play. So I finally fessed up to him one day, sort of. I told him that, uh, that my dad wouldn't allow me to play. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. That's the part that i wasn't being honest with but i knew and i didn't expect him to push it any further but he took it upon himself to contact my dad and the school brochure was a thing then and my dad showed up at school with the school brochure and needless to say everybody knew you know, so at that point my coach he kind of left me alone but i could see he felt pity for me you know, because i was i was i was really good you know and there was I'm not gonna say there's no doubt because anything could happen. But with the talent that I had at that point in my life, I knew that I could have parlayed it into uh, athletic scholarship of some type, you know. But it wasn't an option for me. I got a job and became a regular guy in the workforce. <laughs>
0: yeah, this, this is, is a, a
2: terrible religion. Yeah, it is yeah. a terrible place to it, be. It,
0: it really is. And 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 what yeah. bothers me more is, is well, it doesn't really bother me because I understand it. But I mean, but in terms of, it's just sad. Um, this is a story that's been told so many times. And witnesses, when you ask them or you inquire about this, they will, they realize this is what they teach and what they believe. And they're embarrassed. Most right, Jehovah's right, Witnesses right. are literally embarrassed. Some of the most diehard Witnesses, they're embarrassed to discuss this aspect of their religion, that it does discourage its talented and most brightest kids from pursuing things that they can do. And and So they'll make up all kinds of excuses. We can go to trade school. Well, we ain't talking about trade school, uh, right. You know, and, right. and and and, and, af- and athletics and so forth, and so they try their best to paint a happy picture that we're not extreme, but we are. We right. are we, right. We, we we will put a child on the stage and 40,000 people will clap. Yes, I turned yes. down yes. Yale yes. last week. Yes,
2: huh?
1: yes, 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 yes. And so and you know
2: what? Um, Paul, when you left, uh, did you okay? So because of the abuse because of the double standards because of all the things that you saw in the congregation you did you really you didn't believe this was the truth is this correct
1: oh yeah that's correct I knew it wasn't because I knew what they were doing and I also knew what I was doing and I knew that there was no way that this God or any God would condone the stuff that I saw going on
0: around me and the stuff yeah. that I was involved in, you know, there's okay. no way, you know, here you are decades later. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that this is a religion that you needed to speak out about? Cause I know you contacted, we got, we touched base back in eight, uh, 2018. Right. When did right. you reach the point? Because remember most people, when they leave a church, they don't, They just gone. Man, I left Mount Neville. Right. I'm gone. But right. for, for former Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they they gravitate and end up back on channels like this decades later, yes. which 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 really which which really shows that, in some way and in some fashion, this stuff is so ingrained into us that it really never leaves. We might right, go on right. with our lives, get married, have kids, right. but 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 something at the very core of our being is still ticks. And I guess yes. that's due to the fact that we still have people who are still in. Yes. Who are constant yes. reminders. You know, your mom, You every, every, because every time you look at your mom and in her face, you're saying to yourself, like many of us are who have parents or family, this wouldn't be like the been religion. We wouldn't be here.
1: Today. Exactly. I look at my mom whenever I see her, and I see her multiple times a week after, like that's how I'm going to take, I'm, gonna, I'm her caretaker. But I look at my mom and I see that she's basically wasted her life. She's thrown her life away in this religion. You know, and she's gotten nothing from it but a bunch of promises of this, this uh, paradise that's supposed to be coming. That's right around the corner. That's no, right around that long corner. That's long that that long forty year, fifty year corner that ain't never showed up yet. You know?
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's deep. That that that's that is,
2: amazing. I it, mean, it it, I mean, it it just tears at my heart to hear how you were treated and how because I've heard of people that came through you know the 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 very difficult family father's there and you know just won't support the children and of course i my dad didn't get baptized until years later after i was graduated from I, high school you on know? the outside
1: looking in none of these people they they didn't see anything wrong with us because my dad hid it you know i mean so they thought that we were the the, the model family but we won it was it was dysfunctional as as you could believe you know
2: oh so then that means that while your dad was telling you why can't you be like such and such kid? Some other brother in the congregation was looking at your family and saying, why can't you be like Paul?
1: Maybe, maybe some,
0: but yeah. the ones that really know me didn't. But that was because they knew you. For those who right, didn't, right, if, they just, right. if they just looked at the outward package, they were like, oh, you know, we need to be more yeah. like them. They're on they're on field service all the time, you know what I mean?
2: And, you know, I think yeah. this is so yeah. important because here's my thing. Paul, you lived your life. You had this terrible situation that you had to deal with in your family. Mm -hmm. Today, we have help that we can get to children. Do you think that living in the year 2021, if this was happening to you and your family, would you have felt comfortable reaching out to someone for help outside of the family?
1: Yeah, I think so, because now there are other resources. At that time, the only person that I had to go to was the elders, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I could have went to my non-Jehovah's Witness family, but there was nothing that they could do to help me, you know. So I, I I needed someone that could help me change it from within or get me out of that situation. None of my extended family was in the position to take me in, you know, so, and there was nobody within the organization that was going to do anything to change it, you know, so... I just had to play the cards I was dealt, basically. But in yeah. today's society, there's so many other resources that you have to reach out to get help now, you know, if you yeah. truly want to go,
0: you know. Yeah. And, and right. so that is a resource that, man, when you and I were coming along and my wife was coming along, who are you going to go to? You're you you 14, 15 years old and you on the Internet back in the day, you know. Who were you going to? There was nobody to contact.
1: Right. But today,
0: right. man, it is. It, 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 the we just say it all the time. The Internet is a game changer. Yes. The information
1: game, is at your game. fingertips now, you know, before yeah. I had to dig for the information, you know, what I'm saying? I had to go and look at other resources, books and encyclopedias and that kind of stuff to dig the information when I did it back in the early 90s, because i say my mom was getting on me and the few people that I did know whenever I would see them somewhere, because I, I, I completely removed myself from the circles of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So I yeah. wasn't socializing with them anymore. But whenever they would run up on me, they would be like, when are you coming back to Jehovah? You know what i'm saying yeah. and i would be like uh, i i would change the subject of stuff until yeah. i got to the point where i'll tell them never you know but yeah. I, yeah. I i started to do a little research to try to see for myself if what these people were saying was true and just the just the stuff that i was able to uncover back then showed me that no this is not this is not did yeah did you ever
2: did you ever read crisis of conscience by ray Franz?
1: no no i never got a chance to read it i've heard about it though but it, it it's ironic because of course I was in the organization back when all that was was happening. Yeah, and uh, they basically I remember the, the talks and stuff and the, the the whispering and stuff being said about him, and they treated him like he was the devil himself. <laughs> so, so. First
0: cousin, man, first cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Satan's first cousin. And so then, and
2: so then, when you when you started doing research in the, in the recent years, um. When did you actually stumble across? I know you contacted us in 2018. Right. Is that when you actually went online to start doing research about yeah. witnesses then?
1: Yeah, well, actually, I came upon you all and a few more just playing on the internet, playing on YouTube, or whatever. And I came up and I was like, okay, this is a thing now. Okay, it's like I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't available to me back then. So yeah, I, I yeah. started, I, I went down a proverbial rabbit hole. I watched a ton of y'all's videos and a ton of other people's videos. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can a perspective to where somebody may have lived the same type of life that i live but yeah. they weren't able to speak out on it you know so and i, I i'm so far yeah. removed from it now to where i have nothing to lose you know so yeah, you know i i know that there won't be a relationship with my father you know i i, I know that and with my mother sad to say but she's not in a position where she can stop talking to me you know. So. Exactly. Been, yeah. Yeah what, are, yeah.
2: what are some of the things, what are some wow, of the double man. standards that you find in the congregation with these brothers? Because I know you mentioned that, yeah. that you saw these brothers doing things that wasn't right, you know?
1: Uh, this is nothing major, but it was this, actually, this was a sister. And she was, she was notoriously known for being a gossiper and being a spreader of myths and rumors and stuff like that. She was no- notoriously known for this. And uh during the Watchtower study, I never forget I I was I was a kid, I may have been about ten, eleven, something like that. And during the watchtower study, she uh answered a question and the 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 topic was about nosiness, being a busybody or whatever. And she raised her hand and commented and quoted that scripture about being a busybody better than the fathers and others. And when she said that, I did like that. I was like, <laughs> 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 my, my dad slapped me upside the head. Oh like, my god, like,
0: <laughs> turn on, oh, boy, uh,
1: turn
2: on, uh, right not right now. Oh, that's so oh crazy.
0: Oh, uh, that is I so sick. I'm
2: saying, <laughs> saying that.
0: <laughs> okay, at least you said that.
2: <laughs> hey, look, kids will call you out. Oh yeah, they know when people ain't acting hey, man.
0: right. Kids are honest. Kids are That's honest. That's
2: right. That is so funny. <laughs> kids are honest, man. Kids oh, are
0: honest. Oh my god.
2: Did y'all have a lot of kids in your congregation?
1: Yeah, there were several there that were like I say, we, we moved to various congregations. Whenever my dad would, whenever the heat would get on him and they would feel like they would have to tap to do him something, we would up change congregations. You know, so we was. The whole time i was growing up we was in full five congregations throughout the city wow oh my goodness yeah. wow. but but,
2: uh, but did he know that there was a letter of introduction that was going to be following him when he got to that next congregation i'm not
1: sure how they did it but whenever we would change congregations it's almost like he got a clean slate he started over again until he started messing up there and then we would jump congregations and he got another clean slate at the next congregation
2: Oh, that is I, I, I don't know how they
1: were doing it but that, yeah that's what would happen
2: oh my goodness what about um y'all never moved physically y'all just moved to a new no, congregation right
1: right we, we still stayed in the same physical house he would just move to different that's congregations different congregation. throughout the city yeah wow, yeah. wow.
2: and yeah. when you moved out in 19 how far from home did you move
1: i stayed in the same city I, I, oh, I, I never left. Right. I, yeah I, I literally moved about 10 minutes from where i grew up okay
2: oh okay so you you didn't have to go get used to another area then
1: no ma'am, I, I, I stayed day. right here. I've I've been right here in this city my whole life. Yeah,
0: you you knew where the Piggly Wiggly was. You know? I knew
1: exactly where it was.
2: Oh my and, goodness! How long do you think it took you to really feel comfortable being in your own place and yeah. paying bills and all that kind of stuff?
1: It's, it's funny that you asked that. I was I was so relieved the first evening I was there. I was wow. my my mom was still working at the time, and this was back during the pager days and all that. There were no cell phones, so my mom started paging me late because when i left my parents house that morning i gathered up all of my belongings loaded up into my car i didn't tell anybody anything i just left and i went to work and when i got off from work i went to my apartment that i had set up i didn't go back to my parents house so i I never physically told them hey i'm moving out because i knew it didn't matter one way or another so i was supposed to pick my mom up from work that afternoon when i got off from work and i forgot so i went to my apartment and i was Telling out of my apartment and my mom was paging me. She kept blowing me up.
0: Blowing you and, up. <laughs> yeah. so Page blowing
1: up. I, I, I called her back and I was like, hey, mom, what, what's wrong? She's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm at home. And she was like, no, you're not. I'm at home. You don't come home. pick me up. You come pick up. And I was like, no, I'm at my home. <laughs> so
0: uh, 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 uh. Oh, that's so. Oh
2: my God. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't plan that, did you?
1: I planned it before. No, no. I, I didn't plan to leave her stranded, but I did plan to move out. Yeah, I, I, I truly f- forgot about picking my mom up for work. I really did. Hey, look, but hey, Paul, I, yeah.
2: you were so That's you funny. were so excited about getting to your own place. You, you forgot yes. your mom at work.
0: <laughs> I, I, did, at I work. did, I did, <laughs>
2: Oh my she's goodness, standing, so she's
0: standing there waiting, waiting. looking around. <laughs>
2: <at home. laughs> what what was Headlights on the road. <laughs> right. What was her response when you said, "I'm at home"? I am. Yeah. At home.
0: Uh, she was,
1: she was, she was like, where, where are you? And I i, I was like, I'm i never at home. I said, I don't, I don't live with y'all anymore. I moved out. Wow. She was like, well, you, you, you weren't going to tell me. I was like, no ma'am, actually I wasn't, yeah. no, you, you know, because Amazing. I didn't, I, I did not, and this may sound weird, but it's not the way I mean it, but I did not trust my mom not nope. to tell my
0: dad. <laughs> no. No. you know. What I'm saying? She so I'm have told him. Yeah, she would have told him. She would have told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had never helped you in any other circumstance. So what basis would you have to, quote unquote, trust her that she's gonna help you on something like this? And my, gonna, my,
1: yeah, my my second brother, the, my my brother that's underneath me, he uh, he holds animosity. He hasn't talked to my mom in years and years and years because mm-hmm. he holds her responsible for allowing my dad to throw him out at fifteen. You know, because he said my mom did nothing to stand up for him. You know, to say my son is a child and you're gonna throw him out on the streets at 15. My mom was, my mom went into self preservation mode. You know, I'm, I'm 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 gonna do what's best for me. You know, and I understand the mindset, but it still wasn't right.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It it is very important to understand that it was wrong. Whenever I had this conversation, I just go back to what I always say. This is why people need to understand how a cult works. Then when you see stuff like this, this is your identifying mark. This is what cults do. She's part of a cult. She's part of a high control group that has given her a value system that you need to put him out because then he'll come back. They take the prodigal son and they just twist it all up and down, man. And 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 the Watchtower spills that stuff out, and every Jehovah's Witness parent who is has a disfellowship child is sitting back waiting for the prodigal son stuff to kick in. And as yeah. you said, as you demonstrated, that stuff ain't never kicking in for some people, man. They, I, I ain't it.
1: never going back. Going what back I ain't going yeah.
2: back. <laughs> I would be curious. I would be curious to know, you know, what religion was your mother before she became a Jehovah's Witness?
1: Baptist. She was yeah. a Baptist. Yeah. And yeah. what kind
2: of but well, what kind of family did she grow up in? Um,
1: my my grandmother was church going woman. Went to mm-hmm. church every every Sunday, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. So uh my grandfather wasn't real religious. He would go on, on occasion, but you know, my yeah, my grandmother, she was went went to church faithfully until she wasn't able to go no more and she passed away, you know. So my mom saw that, you know, growing up. I can't okay. really say what the background of my dad was as far as religion. I mean, I knew my but no, grandparents, but I never knew her to be very re- religious. You know, so,
2: okay, you know. but no, what I'm getting here's what I'm getting at. There, there's a reason why your mother was did not do and help her kids as well, and and I I want to give it a, a little bit of weight on both sides. Was she mm-hmm. raised to be uh, docile? Um, or was your grandmother? Did your grandfather? Yeah, my grandmother. Your grandmother?
1: yeah my grandmother was was pretty much docile i guess you could say laid back but yeah um from from what i saw as a kid growing up in my grandparents house and i spent a lot of time there um my i my grandfather wasn't violent or anything like that you know but um he just wasn't very my grandfather didn't play the leadership role i guess you could say my grandmother did you know so and so my mom came from a position of seeing her mom have to struggle and try to make the make the household work and take care of the family and stuff like that. So that's my dad came along and met her and made all these false promises and stuff and then when the when the Jehovah's Witnesses stuff came into it, you know, my mom just lashed onto that because she figured that was going to get her across the finish line. That was going to get her what she wanted, you know.
2: So she and probably was out like for, that. She was probably looking for a man to take the lead.
1: Yes, yes, she was. She was She was just like i said i did the opposite of the way i was raised my mom tried to have the opposite of way that she was raised you know, she wanted she wanted to have that man just do everything and just she just be the housewife and just you know it, but she gave up a lot in order to live that life she gave that up control of her own life yeah
2: okay so that makes a lot of sense now yeah. um she didn't want to be that that woman that was carrying all the baggage and taking the family and having to be the lead and everything because there's always a reason why people do things right right you know that's the
1: that's the that's the reason she she me me, she and i have talked about it over the years and Mm -hmm. you know my grandmother used to have to catch the bus and all kind of bad weather and stuff like that to go to work well my my grandfather would half work when he when he did you know so my mom didn't want to have to live that life so she met my dad. My dad promised her that she wasn't gonna have to live this life. And for all intents and purposes for the long, for the longest time. Yeah, my mom never really had to work. But she gave up the the ability to take care of herself and she became under his thumb, basically. You know, she had had to do what he said, when he said, how he said it for as long as he said it. Just like yeah. another child in house, you know? Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: It's a very it's a very powerful thing when people are told that this is what God wants you to do. Yes. and and they believe it once you convince a person whatever it is man this is something god wants you to do people will do we saw it on 9 11. individuals have been convinced that god wants me to take this Boeing forth you know (laughs) yes Yes. he wants me to fly this thing this Boeing right into this building and 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 you just go on down the, the line of all this stuff when you think about it uh as jehovah's witnesses and just religious belief systems in general that's told people things to do, and God gonna be happy if you do it.
2: You know, it's. Mm-hmm.
0: I I I, I, I it's a powerful tool. Yes, I subscribe more to the
1: belief system now. I guess you could say of, I I describe myself as being ag- agnostic. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but I'm not saying it does. And from my personal experience, and the things that I've learned, I haven't met anybody in my personal life that profess to be religious that actually walk the walk that they talk. I've yeah. never, never made it. it. It's, it's all you have to do is sit back and watch them. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've come to the conclusion that religion was created to control people. Oh yeah. Religion oh. was created by men.
0: to it's control. A, it's a people. wonderful tool, yes. man. It's, it's, yes. You know, yes. I I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I spent 30 years of my life arguing over, you know, Jesus on a light pole or him dying. On <laughs> right. the I can't do right. that no more, man. So <laughs> right. <mad. laughs>
1: right. 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 Right.
2: Well, you know, I I feel like um when it comes to religion, it's it's really hard to live up to all those demands anyway. Yes, yes. Because yes, you're yes. only human and, and as a human, you are gonna make mistakes. Yes. But it just depends like like different religions will um determine how bad your um sin is. Yes. Or yes. how bad somebody's gonna treat you, or you know, like just looking at the way we were raised as Jehovah's Witnesses. If someone gets in trouble, you know, sex before marriage, you know, they may not be cast out from their family in these other churches, but when you go to the high control religions like Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, you're going to be shunned
1: right.
2: just for doing something that is so natural to being a human, you know.
1: Right, 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 right. So it just that, depends uh, on that. This is something, and I got this from my life of growing up too. But I, I, I told this to my kids. I was like. People use the expression nobody's perfect we all make mistakes and that's 100 true mm-hmm. but as human beings there are some things that we know is wrong before we do it <laughs> and we do it anyway yeah it's you know? true <laughs> and, and then we turn around and use the excuse "Well, i'm not perfect yeah. no you knew what you was doing was wrong you did it anyway and i saw that a lot in the jehovah's witnesses you know? oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: but when you saw that in the jehovah's witnesses did you, did you see people getting turned in and getting disfellowshipped or did you see people doing it and, and walking away and, and not even getting in trouble?
1: Both. I saw, yeah, yeah. I, I saw, I saw the ones that weren't connected, the ones that weren't in the, in the cliques. Yeah, exactly, those are the right. ones that, those are the ones that got disfellowshipped, but the ones that were the ones that were connected or they were somebody's son or somebody's brother or whatever, they may have gotten a reproof, private reproof or something like that, but they didn't get kicked out, you know?
2: Yeah, Exactly what about those brothers at the store you saw those <laughs> if you want to tell you want to relate that story about what you saw
1: yeah. it's two different <laughs> occasions the first time this was just a normal brother he wasn't a ministerial servant or anything like that and i try to avoid using names because i don't know where these people are now i don't know if they even still alive. No, it's no need, it's no need. So, yeah, the, the yeah. story
0: stands for itself <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, I was, I was working at this convenience store. It was a typical neighborhood store in all the cities across America. Family in the neighborhood owned or whatever. I've been known them since I was a kid, so they offered me a job there. Everybody would, everybody in the community would come in and out of this, that store. You know, people trusted you because they saw your face in there all the time. So this this one particular brother walks in the store. He walks in. I'm, I'm, I'm at the first register when you walk in the door. He speaks, comes in. I don't pay him any attention, but I'm, I'm looking over, and he's over toward the back corner of the store where the meat is so i saw him but i still didn't think he was up to no good so i walked out to go do something i forget something in 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 the store and when i walked around that aisle he was bent over he was stuffing a pack of meat in his socks trying to get his pants leg down over the socks (laughs) and i saw (laughs) him, and he looked up at me like a deer in headlights and uh, I just, I just looked at him like, "Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I see what you're doing." I got, and, your, and I I got your number. Story. I got your number. <laughs> yeah. So he heard up, pulled his pants leg down, and he heard up went out out of the store. And to this day, I never told anybody who he was. <laughs> I, I, I've told his story a lot of times, but I never told anybody who, who he was. And yeah. for a long time, he was panicked every time he saw me because he thought I was going to tell on him. <laughs> tell <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. And the second one was this brother. here was actually an elder. He um. Uh, Walked in the same store, and this guy—he walked in and spoke to me. He walked directly to the back cooler, gets a twelve pack of Milwaukee's best out of there—cheapest beer you can get on earth, damn near. <laughs> he walks and gets, gets a twelve pack of Milwaukee's best. Looks like he's looking for some other stuff on the back end caps of the aisle. Then he Pain walks the all the way.
0: To, he,
1: he walks all the way to the far corner of the store, up the last aisle, and out the door.
0: Wow! <laughs> yes, gone. Yes. That's so. a shame. And it's,
2: you know, I think it's really That's sad it's because when you think about the two brothers, they knew a Jehovah's Witness worked in that store.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now,
2: who yeah. was the owner? Was the owner a witness?
1: No, the owner was just a regular family in the neighborhood. You know oh, saying? okay. I mean, I, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And, and so and they put you in that the, bad situation.
1: The first brother, he knows for sure that I saw him. Now, the second brother that was the elder, I don't know if he realized that I saw him walk out the door without paying, you know, because he he didn't hesitate. When he made it to that back aisle, he was up the aisle and out the door. You know. So,
2: were these, were, it, these brothers, this, were these brothers old... uh, were these brothers uh were they were they um <laughs> were they struggling financially?
1: Oh, I, I I don't know. I mean I was a teenager, so I don't know what their financial situation was at that time. just like I was 16 17 years old, you know, okay. working in this working in this corner store. So but I do know that neither one of them had uh high paying jobs you know so nobody in the congregation had high high paying. well there was one brother he worked at a chemical plant but the rest of them no they had menial jobs you know
2: that's pretty bad and 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 that's i guess that's the point that's where i'm going with this you you knew that the kind of work that they did you know so and then they're trying to be jehovah's witnesses and yeah you know they probably trying to have stay-at-home wives and with kids and so now they're trying to come down to the store. And, and they didn't.
1: They didn't. Of, of course, they didn't notice about me. But I was the last one that's gonna snitch on them with all the stuff that I was into. <laughs> so I was the last one that's gonna tell. <laughs>
2: oh my God! So the Jehovah's Witnesses, like we say, um, I'll say this: there was an individual that found out that I was an ex Jehovah's Witness, and um, they proceeded to tell me that um, there's nothing wrong with Jehovah's Witnesses. This and that, blah blah blah. And, of course, you know, they didn't understand the whole situation behind, you know, why I'm an ex-witness because they never really even asked me why I left. They just came at me that they got some friends that are Jehovah's Witnesses and they're good people and blah, blah, blah. But like Paul's saying, you got to dig a little bit deeper because just because you see people on the surface, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at surface stuff because Jehovah's Witnesses, they really have this thing about, um, perception about Uh how people look at them yeah so you think of these people as all this and all that and all to find out if you dig a little deeper into the situation they may not be the people that you think they are
1: exactly exactly you know yeah that's for sure I, I, i again i know that these people it's not the people it's the organization and the cult that they choose to follow and they do bad things without realizing that they're doing bad things in the name of this religion. You know, yeah. they, they, they affect and destroy lives without even realizing it you know, yeah. because they think that they think that what they're doing is commanded by, by God, you know,
0: True. Very, very powerful belief, very powerful belief.
2: Yeah. I think, I think the other thing that really um, hits the Jehovah's Witnesses in a bad way is, you know, every time you turn around, they're being told to live a simple life. Yes. Uh, don't be normal, don't be like the world, uh, don't go to yes. college. Yes. yes. And so you have you could have people that are working full-time jobs and they're still barely making yes, paying their bills. And yeah. we we were like that before we yes. left with religion. Yes. yes, I was working full time, JT was working full time, and but we were living in Alexandria, Virginia, which is a very expensive place to live. Right and so right. it was like, wow, we were working full time, and we were just barely making it, right you know?
1: right, right, right,
0: right
2: so um when you when I you saw grow that a up lot. in that yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a bad, bad place to be
0: yeah we saw yes. a lot of witnesses uh, one of the problems in the washington d c. area because the cost of living is is, is, is somewhat high uh, in our congregation and the you know other congregation, a lot of witnesses they had to move every year. Because the right. apartments, the apartments here in the DC area, they're very high. So when your lease is up, it, it bounces up. And now oh, okay. we, we were just talking just the other evening um, about what's happening now. Uh, Amazon is moving his his of uh, his, his, his headquarters here in the, in the in the Washington DC. Man, and the apartments, they're just moving into the thousand, two and three and four thousand dollars a month because they can afford wow. it. Wow! And right, so right, we right. were just talking about for a lot of the witness friends, man. They're gonna be in trouble. They're gonna yes. be in trouble, yes. man. Yes.
1: they're, they're our, not gonna our, be able to afford it. Yeah,
2: they're not. And, and and I was looking on the internet the other day, and I just said, well, let's just find out what our old apartment is renting oh, for. Geez. Um, a studio is going for fifteen hundred, and wow, the apartment that we were in is ranging from two to four thousand a month. That's
0: exactly right. Wow, and I'm like, you—that's unbelievable. To be. But but see, yeah. it's only but you but you're only fifteen minutes from downtown DC. You hit three ninety five okay. and you cross the Fourteenth Street Bridge in fifteen minutes. To live okay. that okay. close to downtown Washington in the year twenty twenty one, you're gonna pay for that. You're gonna pay yeah. for that. yeah. Right. So
2: it's gonna be interesting to see what yeah. happens with Jehovah's so Witnesses when it comes time to pay bills and the Armageddon hasn't come yes. to save them. What kind of um fi- final thoughts do you have to? Um, tell our audience about your personal experience and uh, things that you want people to know about?
1: Um, basically, I can sum it up by saying that um, it is a cult. Um, I realize that word is triggering to a lot of people that's in it, but I'm sorry, that's what it is. And if you are one of the ones that truly want to get out, it can be done. I'm not going to tell you to just pack up your stuff and move. You have to analyze your, your situation, your circumstances, see how it's going to affect your life. Yeah. You know, but you you can do it. You just have to put the police put the pieces in place. You know, take your time. Don't rush and do things. You you been do it all this time. You can do it for a few more months. You know, and get get your stuff together, and and leave. You know, yeah. you you can if you want to, but it has to be has to be that you truly want to leave. The individual wants to leave, because if you if you haven't made up your mind and you're doing it for other reasons or whatever, then you can be Persuaded to come back, but if you know that it's not true and it's not what you want, once you make up make up that resolve to leave, put the necessary pieces in, in in place that's necessary in your life
0: to walk away from it. Yeah,
2: right. excellent
0: advice, man. Excellent advice.
2: And and Paul, you want to tell our listening audience how they can um, oh, yeah. watch your yeah. other yeah. videos? Oh
1: yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm on YouTube at XJW in Louisiana, uh, Paul. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big city, but it's not a big city. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got a, uh, I forget how many I got uploaded, but I got a few videos uploaded on there. I'm going to do more, but I got to put this disclaimer the out there. Mine's is not going to be like Lady C and JT's. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not supposed to
0: be like ours. It's supposed yeah. to be yours. It's supposed to be right, yours. Right, 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 right. Right. You
2: know, yeah, he did, a, he did an excellent job. We, he held our attention and everything. So, y'all go out and check him out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, on think, um, XJW
2: yeah, in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many people that's putting videos out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people let me put are it, telling let me...
0: their story, man. People are telling their story. I mean, people right. are yeah. telling their stories, man.
2: They are. And go ahead. I
0: just want to try to help someone that, you know,
1: my story can possibly help. You know, I realize everyone didn't go through the same scenarios and same situations that I did. You know, from what I understand, some of the things have changed in the organization over the years or whatever, you know, but the, the core beliefs are still the same you know, the the way that they instruct people to believe in certain things hasn't, hasn't changed, you know, so.
0: Yeah, o- only the window, window dressings has changed, man. Yes, yes, yes. Th- th- that's all, just the window dressing. We look back all the way back to Charles, Taz, Russell, and we see exactly the same thing. I'm going to promise you something's going to happen real soon. All you yes. got to do is just hang in there and keep hawking the books. And that's yes. been the basic story for 150 years. Just hawk the books, it's coming soon. You
1: know, I've been uh I I saw I saw a video I watched the other day, and I can't remember what was the creators, but they were saying that the pyramid at uh Russell's graves has, has been yeah. removed. Yeah, it's like a, say a lot of people didn't even know it existed. And I was like, I found out that existed back in the 90s. And yeah, with the yeah, it's like that's how I found out that it was based off pyramidology and
0: all of that stuff. I know, right? So, yeah, hey, and I'm like.
1: But they far removed themselves from that now. But this is
0: their origin. This is their history, so, man. Yeah. If they, it's as I, they, I say, they 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 wrote it. They own it. Yes. Yes. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. I'm not giving them no slack. They don't <laughs> yes. give the organization don't give friends no slack. So right, we're gonna exactly. we're gonna hold their feet to the fire the same way they hold the friends' feet to the fire. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I know
2: one thing. I am not complaining about my childhood anymore. Let me put a bow on this then. All right, Paul, we want to thank you so much for being on The Critical Thought. This has been Lady C. And
0: this has been JT. Thank you guys for having me.
2: You are so welcome.
0: Absolutely. And we'll
2: see you all on the next episode.
1: This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.